G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. A new battlefront is opening up on the abortion issue in Australia. The Greens are seeking to push radical new abortion laws through the South Australian Parliament. The proposed legislation has been introduced by Greens MLC Tammy Franks and it would bring South Australia into line with much of the change that we've seen in recent years in other states like Queensland or Tasmania and Victoria. Damien Wilde from the Australian Family Coalition is based in Adelaide and close to the action when it comes to what's happening in the South Australian Parliament. Damien Wilde, a special welcome back to 2020. Hello, Neil. Good to be here. Damien, this is very significant. It appears that South Australia wants to follow in the footsteps of uh, other states like Queensland, like Victoria, like Tasmania, and even things look even more serious with the sorts of legislation they're proposing. Well, that's right, Neil. Um, You know, I would definitely say that South Australia is seeking to go two steps further uh, than other states, and certainly not in line with them. Um, When the Victorian abortion legislation first burst onto the scene more than a decade ago, it was widely rebuked as being the worst in the Western world. People were comparing it with China, um, perhaps without the coercive elements, but nonetheless, you know, liberal to the extreme. Similarly, the bill that was passed in Queensland last year was also uh, a shocking new advance in that direction. The bill in South Australia seems even worse than that because... One of the key differences has been interstate, Um, notwithstanding the terrible uh, components of those bills, you know, abortion up to birth, all the other aspects of it. In those states, abortion was moved from the criminal code into the Health Act or equivalent. In South Australia, they are simply deregulating it. They are basically seeking to remove almost all mention of abortion from our laws, with the result being that almost anything would go. Well, that is so disturbing because just when we thought we've seen as bad as it can get, it's going one worse in South Australia. Let's work through some of the things that are being proposed by the Greens in South Australia. One of those, which I imagine makes it worse than any other state, is the idea that a woman would not even need to see a doctor at all. In fact, the proposal is that she could just see a nurse or a midwife or a pharmacist and that could be all she needs for an abortion. Absolutely. I mean, when the Queensland debate was had last year, People were rightly horrified that, you know, an opinion could be given over the telephone by a doctor. Um, Currently in South Australia, there's a requirement to be, um, uh, you know, to consult with two doctors. Well, as you mentioned, Neil, the requirement to see even one would be removed altogether. Um, And when you actually look at some of the other aspects of the bill, for example, um, the removal of the need to attend a hospital uh, for the actual procedure, we can see how the lack of a doctor, the lack of a hospital... Um, and the clear move to further roll out drugs like RU486, um, we can see the potentially devastating consequences of this. 
Well, that RU486, sometimes I've heard it described as human pesticide, uh, allowing that to happen at home. Uh, this is really where sometimes when we talk about a slippery slope, this is where things appear to be headed, and South Australia may be an illustration of that. Oh, quite right. I mean, uh, when you look at some of the other aspects of the bill, abortion up to birth, the removal of any requirement, um, any any reason to seek an abortion. I mean, at the moment, most of them are done for the quote-unquote mental health of the woman. Uh, but even that catch-all phrase would not be needed. You wouldn't need a reason at all. So um, sex-selective abortion, for example, would become perfectly legal. Um, it's just mind-blowing in how simple yet how extreme this bill is. And you've got these bubble zone laws, as they've become known. That's part of a Greens bill as well, denying women up to the last minute any access for any help at all. Quite right. I mean, in times past, I've prayed outside an abortion clinic right here in Adelaide, and I have never witnessed any adverse behaviour. Um, I've never witnessed any harassment. I'm not sure what this bill is seeking to address. But as you pointed out, the consequences for breaching the zone um, are extreme. In the proposed bill in South Australia, it would be up to a $10,000 fine or two years jail. Um, one wonders why they're seeking to do this and why they would deny help to vulnerable women and couples. I just don't know. I mean, if you were getting creative about where this looks like it's heading, it looks like it's heading to a point, Damien, where even in any context, whether you're within a bubble zone or not, it may be something that could become illegal, even to suggest that any woman who falls pregnant, uh, that, uh, that she decide to keep the baby. I mean, there's, uh, there's, it seems extreme, but that's where it seems to be headed. Well, absolutely. I mean, the point was made that the wording about prohibited behaviour within these zones would um, uh, not allow you to communicate in any way, shape or form regarding pregnancy or abortion-related matters. So even if a, a partner were to follow the woman and say, look, I've changed my mind, we don't need to go down this path, I'll support you, whatever it takes, even that would be prohibited. This is just extreme. So it's not uh, much of a stretch, as you said, to imagine that these laws could further be extended. Absolutely. Let's talk about what you can do now, because for South Australian listeners, especially today, as they hear our conversation, I mean, you can't help but be alarmed by some of these uh, these developments that you might be seeing in the South Australian Parliament. You've had a number of different campaigns running. What are the most significant ones right now, Damien, that people might be able to link into and have their voice heard? Well, in terms of this current abortion campaign... Um, we have, I think, got off to a very good start in trying to enable community concern to be fed directly to our parliamentarians. Uh, for those in South Australia, we're encouraging them to visit our website. Uh, with one click of the button, they can send a message to all 22 Upper House MPs plus their own local state MP. And the result, as I said, has been astonishing. In just the first few days, every Upper House MLC received over a 1,000 emails from members of the community, which is a great start. But obviously much more needs to be done. Um, in addition to that, also on our website, we're running a petition for people, regardless of which state or territory they live in, to add their voice, uh, as we've said, to be a voice for the voiceless and to just try and draw attention to MPs, the fact that there is significant community angst over this, because South Australia is not the, the first state and it certainly won't be the last where this debate is had. And this is where 
even though it is a state issue, I think that the more people uh, that can add their voice, you know, the greater the impression on parliamentarians. Sometimes we wonder what difference it makes when we're sending those emails, when we're making contact with parliamentarians. You're in Adelaide. You've got an ear to the ground when it comes to what's happening in the South Australian Parliament. What sort of impression do you get by way of feedback from members of both houses about the campaign that you're running? Um, well, one other House MP uh, did did point to the fact that their their inbox was getting rather full, but uh, being of of like minds, they were it was a happy problem to have. Um, they were very pleased. Um, it's interesting to see that um, the campaign has been noticed in a number of different forums. Uh, I was looking on Facebook just the other night, and the lead proponent organisation behind the bill, uh, backing the Greens, is a group called the uh, I think the Abortion Action Coalition. And they seemed quite concerned. Uh, they were commenting on their page that there's a lot of... Um, of course, they wouldn't deem to call us um, pro-life. I think anti-choice or similar wording was used. And they said that we'd been very busy in encouraging their own people to get active. And again, that's just incentive for us to leave no stone unturned and to, uh, to keep the campaign moving ahead. One might say, how much worse can it get? And when you describe what's going on in South Australia, this trumps all of the other states and the abortion legislation that we've seen in recent years. I can't help but remember that through the previous week, there was even stories coming out of the US about post-birth abortion. What are your thoughts, Damien, about heading this off mm. at the past? Because really, even though this sounds like the worst-case scenario, you can still go one worse. Well, absolutely. I mean, even under our existing laws, there have been many cases of failed, frankly, botched abortions where children have subsequently been left to die in the hospital. That's happening under our laws now. So it's certainly no stretch of the imagination. These are terrible cases, but they're already occurring. Um in terms of post-burst abortion, as it has been termed, or frankly infanticide, as it really is, this is no longer some dark spectre lurking in a corner. You know, there have actually been peer-reviewed articles written on it, perhaps a bit tongue-in-cheek, but they nevertheless point to a moral dilemma. Now, how can someone say that a fully formed child in the womb at 40 weeks is not human, and yet 10 minutes later, um, outside the birth canal, they are? And this is the, the paradox, the, the hypocrisy, frankly, that's being confronted when people actively consider things like infanticide. Damien Wilde, you're guilty of common sense. There is something very significant that is going on in South Australia and uh, there is a challenge here, not only for people in South Australia, but as uh, as you mentioned, uh, you're inviting people from all over Australia uh, to become involved in the battle here that will be uh, heating up very quickly in the South Australian Parliament. In order to participate in these campaigns that you're running, I'll point people to your website, ostfamily.com.au. We're talking about the Australian Family Coalition. Damien Wilde is the CEO of the Australian Family Coalition based in Adelaide, and uh, this is a new battlefront that's opening up at the South Australian Parliament and a Greens bill that could see the worst abortion laws, even worse than those that have been seen in Queensland or in Victoria or in Tasmania. 
ostfamily.com.au to participate in those campaigns. Damien Wild, thanks so much for updating us today on 2020. Thanks for having me, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.